Hello everyone and welcome back to another Green Gears podcast, home for all electric motorsport where we talk about all the races, all the qualifying, all the practice and anything in between. Uh, I am your host Matt and I'm joined by my co-host Kat. Hello, welcome. Welcome back. <laughs> if this is your first time, uh, thank you for joining us and uh, we're going to talk about the latest Formula E which was held in Rome for rounds three and four. Mm-hmm. Um, but first, uh, how have you been? I've been good. Yeah, I'm exhausted yeah. <laughs> from watching um, so many races and so many um, rounds. Well, just the practices and everything, because we watched both practices yesterday. I didn't watch practice today. Well, free practice it was three. so early, Because it? It, was, it was at an offensive hour of the day. <laughs> I was offended at the thought that people actually wake up at five o'clock. It was four o'clock here, I think, or something. It was. It was ridiculously. Early. It was horrible, and um, so no, I haven't watched it. Don't regret it. I'm sure it was eventful and lovely and whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we watched the high. Well, some of the highlights. We looked at the board anyway. Um, it's weird having uh, so much in two days that you yeah. got practice, qualifying, and the race. There's no time yeah. to have a breather. So by the end of the race, you're just exhausted. I can't yeah. imagine what the drivers go through. Well, I was I was trying to remember what, what on earth happened all the way back in free practice one. And then I went, oh, yeah, turvy yeah. happened. <laughs> yeah. And then that was, um, yeah, that, was, was that moment. That was certainly uh, quite a horrific accident, really. Mm. Um, well, saying that, should we just jump straight into uh, the, I the session? I haven't asked how you are yet. Oh, well, it doesn't matter, does it? Do you want to explain... <laughs> That I'm sitting right in the corner yeah, of the office because you've bought a massive drum kit. Yeah, I've finally got an electric drum kit <laughs> and uh, it's pushed Kat right into the corner. And yeah. I feel really bad. Well, I thought it would be good because I'm right next to the radiator, but I have realised since sitting here that the radiator is not on. Yeah, well, it will go on in about an hour. So <laughs> start when we finish. The end. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. When we start talking about the podium, we start sweating. Um, but yeah, I'm sorry you're in the corner. I've got my whole desk as well. Yeah. So it looks like I'm a radio DJ who doesn't really care about their <laughs> guests and stuff. Basically sitting in the dunce corner. <laughs> get your hat on. Uh, I should get my hat on. Um, but yeah, it's a nice looking drum kit. Yeah, it's really nice. Yeah. yeah thank you, uh, Foe Man. Oh, I thought you were going to thank me for doing oh, thank all the you wiring. As well. Yeah, for doing the wiring. <laughs> Uh, yeah, it's really nice. I was playing earlier and that almost locked you out. So yeah. That was nice. It turns out that when you play the electric drums with headphones on, you cannot hear someone banging on the door playing. going, let me in, let me in. Or the let dog me barking. In. Or the dog barking or anything. But, yeah. So, well, if you get annoyed with me on this podcast, you've got drumsticks right behind your head that you can throw at me. So. I do. <laughs> I do. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, we're good. Again, it's it's been snowing. I don't know why it's every time we get to a podcast day it starts to snow and i went to go sit out in the garden with my mum and um i got there it started snowing i downed a cup of coffee and came home (laughs) (laughs) as is the way of the british british springtime i'm one of the annoying english people who don't drink tea i only drink coffee you used to though well, you drink green tea, then. I, I upgraded to coffee because the caffeine hit from tea wasn't enough. Yeah. And now I exist on about three cups of coffee a day, plus green tea. That's a lot. <laughs> I, I can't... Um, I should have got a cup of tea for this podcast, but uh, I didn't even think of that. I can't drink coffee. I find it disgusting, honestly. 
Who are you? <laughs> Silence is it all. <laughs> Shall we move on? Yeah. Shall we get to the race? Yeah. So we're in Rome, brand new circuit, really nice circuit. I think they said many times during this that it was actually one of the drive it was most of the driver's favourite circuit that they've been on. Yeah. Because of how just raw it is, I suppose. I don't know, it's hard to it was, they just said they I mean, really it, like it, the bumps. It was a great circuit. I really love the the street racing element of Formula E. I like sometimes they are on track, like in Mexico and like they will be in Valencia. Yeah. I do like that aspect as well. I think it's great to show who is the best all around open wheel driver. Mm. If you can deal with any terrain, anything like that, yeah. then you know it, it's it's impressive. Yeah, it's a completely different driving style to anything anyone's mm. ever been in. And loads mm-hmm. of people saying that, loads of the drivers are saying it's already difficult to manage the car. So when you put on a different circuit as well, it's a whole different skill set. Yeah. So you can be, you know, um, the best Formula driver or something like that. Mm. But this is a completely different feel. Yeah. To uh, how the car handles and everything. So, yeah, it's a fantastic circuit. Really nice uh scenery as well well it's weird it's in an industry industrial sort of park part of yeah it's uh, not it's it's not not in the tourist part of rome although they seem to have like a hundred mcdonald's around the track i mean (laughs) you need to take a shot every time you see a mcdonald's m around they get free advertising (laughs) yeah lucky things um but i suppose it's not the most scenic of uh of uh, tracks, but it's got some really nice bits like the the there middle. There were trees. There's trees, yeah. Mm-hmm. But it's got that really nice roundabout section. With I the, like the roundabout so- section, it, and I like the. Um, I don't know how you say square in um, in Italian. That's yeah. the language they speak yeah, in Italy. Yeah. <laughs> Did you know that? <laughs> I didn't. Um, in Italian, but um, what's it called? Like the. It's not called the. Quattro Colosseo. Oh, it's, I think Quattro I think that just means four Colosseums. <laughs> four but, um, <laughs> um, I know which bit you mean. The main. Yeah, and I think that's really cool. The, yeah. I mean, the architecture there is as as Jack described it two years ago. Some wonderful examples of fascist architecture. <laughs> that's <laughs> true. Yeah, he's got away with words. That man. You see why he commentates. <laughs> that's what we remember them for. <laughs> Their architecture. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, it's it's a lovely track. It's the longest one on the uh, the the series in the series. That's it. That's the word I was looking for. Um, it's the longest uh, track with the longest lap times, uh, and I think the drivers really really enjoyed it. Um, yeah, so yeah. It was it was nice to see a brand new track added to it. Um, so we'll start with free practice one. Mm-hmm. It was well, it's been quite wet throughout the whole weekend, really. Yeah. Um, and it I, I must say I haven't realised really any other countries had rain. No, you always I, forget. I sort of assumed that kind of like Denmark and Norway perhaps yeah. maybe Germany used to a bit of rain in April, but Italy having rain in April, I Yeah, and they always have it. <laughs> they had it back in twenty nineteen as well. It was raining then. Mm. So every time they go there, they seem to hit the rain. So I don't know what's going on. And, and yet it, when we were there in 2017? Seven something. 16, <laughs> yeah. a while ago. Yeah. Um, beautiful sunshine. Yeah. They should invite us. And they we should, bring... and then it'll be lovely and sunny. Yeah. <laughs> you watch, it'll be downpours, <laughs> snow. I mean, every time we start the podcast, it's snowing. So yeah. um, probably don't invite us. 
<laughs> we'll ruin the weekend. No, invite us, invite yeah, us. Yeah, please invite <laughs> us. I'd love to watch it in person. Uh, but yeah, sadly, because of uh, COVID and everything, there wasn't anyone watching on the I, side, yeah. so it was a bit empty, but it was a That's- shame. That, I think, is the sad thing about, you know, the street racing was obviously intended to engage people. People come out of their homes and to really be able to see it instead of having to drive miles to a circuit that no one is nearby. Mm. And um, it's just a real shame that... See, in, it's so in empty. These, yeah. It's just weird, isn't I it? Think, I think the weird one is going to be to see if, if Monaco can have people there. Because yeah. can you imagine doing the Monaco circuit and there's no one there? Well, most of them, I think they've been fine throughout this whole thing anyway. But that, I mean, most of them watch on their balconies and their own little apartments anyway. So to be honest, with a vaccine drive, like, like in you. this country, we've got sixty million people to get through. How many yeah, people live Monica, in Monaco? I think they've all paid for <laughs> private ones anyway. <laughs> Maybe, so, yeah. Um, but yeah, I think Monaco will be fine. They, I don't know who gets their first Formula E or Formula One, or if they're sort of near the same time. But I think there'll mm. be a turnout. I think Especially so. I think I think that is the benefit one. of having it so close to where people can moor yachts. Yeah, that as well. Yeah, is that got... you can you just want one person per yacht. Yeah, there's loads of way to to yeah. watch it. I think that'd be fine. Um, but it was a shame to see Rome quite empty. But yeah. it is a different part of Rome, so. Mate, but it's been busy before in previous yeah. races. Yeah. But anyway, so on to free practice. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was very wet. Um, I can't really remember anyone that was outstanding in free practice one. I just remember the thing at the end now. I I only remember the the thing at the end, and there was another. There were like, were there two red flags? In free yeah, someone ones? went into the barrier. Someone went into the barrier, and I cannot. Lundfist. Because he That's broke his uh, suspension, didn't he? That was it. And yeah. they had to fix Lundqvist. that Neo. And then, and then right you at had the end, Turvey. <laughs> Turvey charging into it. Into uh, going full madman. Uh, Dennis and Vern. Yeah. Poor Dennis. Poor Vern. I really thought Vern wasn't going <laughs> to. That was I, I it. Think... That was weekend over. Pack your bags. Yeah. They were off to another bad start, but it was a miracle turnaround. But yeah. we'll get onto that when we get to the actual yeah. race itself. Uh, the only person I remember really doing well was Degrassi, who went on, went first, but then it got red flag, so no one could really top it. Um, yeah. And I thought, that's very interesting. I think Degrassi, Degrassi's in for a good chance this this weekend. <laughs> well, that yeah. certainly changed, but um, I, don't, I don't think there was anyone that really stood out to me as being a contender. I said, I said to you before, didn't I? I said um, Van Dorn's one to watch because last time they were there, when he was just in the HWA car, mm. he got a podium. Mm-hmm. So he does really well in Rome. Yeah, I think. And so I thought maybe he'll be one to watch. People who do well in Rome, Lotra is known. He's had the best performance in Rome. And he was fast actually during practice. Yeah. I believe. And Evans, who won it in 2019. Yes. Yeah, I think a lot of people were rooting for Evans and birds to uh we certainly were we bought their hats yeah we got some jaguar hats just to <laughs> we watch. thought we were being really clever because we bought these jaguar hats and we were like wow we got jaguar hats really cheap they're last year's jaguar hats they say panasonic on them <laughs> panasonic jaguar racing yeah which they are no more so no it's very it's dated just jaguar now. racing but still so. it's just nice to have 
a formula e bit of merchandise and wear it yeah and they were the cheapest ones <laughs> so yeah, thank you jaguar <laughs> um but yeah it, no they're also a british team so we thought you know yeah it's good to support the local local boys uh, even though Mitch is from New Zealand, but the the team and we is... never did the same for Envision Virgin. <laughs> no, uh, yeah, I just remembered that. <laughs> oh, them, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, oh, how awkward. <laughs> Moving on, um, but yeah, the, I, I think the the most notable thing from Free Practice One was sadly the incident at the end, which. I mean, um, I remember when it happened, I said, this is typical because in our last podcast, if you haven't listened to that, when we talk about Extreme E, mm. I said that <laughs> Fern's going to get crashed out because um, because we're supporting because, him Because we curse him. Um, we are his curse. <laughs> and then you said to me in the morning when we woke up, because you were watching the free practice, because it was on a horrible <laughs> hour, so I wasn't awake fully yet. Um, and, I, and you said there's been a red flag. Uh, it's been a big crash mm. and in my brain I went that's Jev yeah. it's Jev but I didn't say anything yeah. I was just like let me just watch and then right at the end after Vern looked like he was putting on a strong performance <laughs> you see that Turvey's car charging down smashing into the back of them mm. and then they say and then you just hear Jack Nichols going that's Vern and I went of course it is yeah. of course it's bloody Vern <laughs> I, he looked so distraught just well like broken like as though like i mean just seeing him by the side of the track yeah just you know you just gotta feel for someone for anyone who absolutely loves their job and wants to do well and feels like especially after the last race as well where he got penalized for not taking some uh, an attack mode yeah you think this is the weekend you want to get them to the points yeah and do well and then to see your car get absolutely almost half demolished yeah you must just think i'm just cursed and it's our fault it is is our fault (laughs) um (laughs) well i think that was sort of part of the thing is that i was really worried when we bought those jaguar hats and i'm just like this is it for them (laughs) (laughs) their good start is gone um yeah and um i was just like right okay well i've seen i was really supporting jev in saudi and I was okay. Well, I I will stop supporting him out of respect for him, that he needs a chance, and we hinder him massively. Um, and then, and then that happened, and I was just like, okay, I can relax. It's not me, you know. <laughs> <laughs> it's not um, me that's cursing no, him. It's just and then it's just I just endless bad luck. You you do have favourites in this, and we certainly like both Jaguar boys. The, the bird the bird the bird <laughs> i like the bird the bird and the evans yeah. and um and uh, when we when you decided to get the hats and i was just thinking to myself like we apologize <laughs> should we in advance yeah. to say we're really sorry uh, well, it seems <laughs> fine so far um but in all seriousness the crash was pretty pretty worrying considering yeah. Well, not considering, just have, it was worrying. Have we had any explanation as to how that happened? It was just one of those was, moments. Did it, Turvey just forget? Did no one tell him? He should have both. known. I think it was just both. But um, once you go past the checker flag, you should know that at the end of free practice one, you're doing the lineup. I think it's just bad communication. Someone was saying that there was no flags 
like before that point there's no yellow flags or red flags or anything like that I, there I, needs to be some I, communication um, with the drivers but at the same time i agree the with team that need to say something there is this thing where people are just like well i mean it all happened because of all these other things and yet everybody else mm. in front of him knew to stop yeah, and so, he did go past the checkered flag. It's not like with qualifying where yeah. time to go past and the, then the flag comes out, they can do a flying lap or something. Uh, they can mm. do their lap. Mm -hmm. The flag, He crossed the checkered flag, so there's no excuse for going that speed into a bend where you know that's where you do the practice warm-ups. Yeah. Um, I think stops. it was just... It was... It was considering how much... Uh, experience he's got in this I was very surprised to see him do something like that yeah and I think a fair penalty was awarded in the end yes and he missed the first race as well so um, yeah. not to hate on the person no, because no, I'm no, sure no, he beats himself not. up for yeah. for it but, but at the same time you... it's like in, in with that much experience you shouldn't mm. be doing mistakes like that yeah I think I think that's exactly it it's not necessarily just a punishment on him but the whole team wherever the problem was you have to work as a team to make sure that these things don't happen if Turvey need, you know you know there's a reason why they have radio in the ears to yeah. slow down on this and mm -hmm. don't forget this and stuff like that because it, it's a whole as they as they described it the ecosystem well exactly yeah yeah and, and especially when every time we've seen like the pit crews and the teams talking to one another in their little areas you see the broadcast on the screen mm. and we could see them lining up yeah um so how he was still going full on and no one was just like watch out for them on this turn yeah why the race director didn't say anything about like you know uh, you you got because they were in communication with the drivers yeah. as well. Yeah. Why didn't they say to the drivers, "Remember the lineup"? Yeah, it's just weird. It's like, how it, did 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 no one communicate in this whole bit? And some people are saying that maybe the radio cut out. I mean, but even maybe, even so, but it just you, you I slow think down. Then what they were saying is that there were a series of failures. So perhaps mm. there was Turvey forgetting, them not telling him, the radio failing, everything just went the then, of, then being no flags end of the day you got to use mm. your judgment the flag was out that was visible just you slow down it's free practice you know yeah doesn't, you don't need to be doing record breaking laps it seems especially just, when there's no point they're not going to be recorded anyway yeah exactly so um but i think he was fairly penalized i don't think yeah. any further action needs to be done and luckily everyone was yeah, and the good thing about Formula E is that it's such a all over the place who's going to win kind of race that it it never hinders you too much if you no, get not, big penalties. Not really. It's not going to allow. It, he's not out of this, you know. No, it, well, exactly. He's still in the, um, still in the running for points later down the line as well. Mm, so yeah, you know it's not the end of the world luckily everyone came out I felt yeah. sorry for Dennis I think Dennis was yeah. the one I felt sorry for the most um, he's but, had no end of problems this weekend yeah and he's still him and uh, Lutter are the only ones in the championship without points at the moment so mm. everyone else has got at least a point so mm -hmm. it's mm -hmm. not not the best start for BMW I Andretti yeah um, but then we have to talk about uh, the end of free practice obviously Jean Eric was a uh, total sort of totaled car. Couldn't Dennis's do... was out yeah. as well. 
and Turvey's was probably in the worst state I think of all it of them. Was, yeah, they, those three were out, and so was Blomfist from Free Practice too. But then yes. that didn't matter too much because mm, no. of the curb. Yeah, and then the curb <laughs> came up in Free Practice too, meaning I think the maximum mm. amount of the laps someone did was two. So yeah. honestly, Dennis and Vern were not, and Blomfist were yeah. not penalised by the problems in Free Practice 1, and no. everyone actually didn't get much track time, which was interesting mm. going into qualifying because for a brand new circuit in kind of wet conditions you yeah. want as much practice as as possible mm. so it was really well like all things formula e it was really unpredictable about who was going to go pole or do well in qualifying uh the groups were done by the championship as well though so yeah it's kind of inevitable that maybe jaguar and maybe mercedes weren't going to do as well because they're oh. in group one but um so moving into qualifying, mm-hmm. uh, it was very unpredictable again, really. Who was in Super Bowl? I forget now. I'm just loading that up. Because it was Burden, Evans and Jev, but I can't remember who the other three were. Uh, it was Stoffel Van Dorn, Andre Lotterer, mm-hmm. Oliver Rowland, Lucas Degrassi, Jev and Gunther. I remember it so differently. It feels ages ago. <laughs> yeah, I, know. I feel like I've, I feel like I've just put right. together. Yeah, that's round three. I feel like I've put together like six different. Yeah, I remembered um, it differently. <laughs> like uh, I put all together all of the Super Bowls. In, that's incredible. Actually, jumping ahead just briefly, mm. Gunther made Super Bowl twice, but then yeah. that may say a lot about how his race weekend went. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Going into this, a lot of people were obviously the big fans of uh, Stoffel, Stoffel the Waffle, Van Dorn. Is that his name? Everyone keeps posting pictures of waffles for Stoffel. So Why? I don't know. Maybe it rhymes with that that's the reason. I don't know. But he's, so? people called him the Waffle. <laughs> um, everyone was predicting that he'd go pole, but I think... There's, a, there's I some think bias in there. Everybody wants him to go pole. To That's go pole, different. Yeah. <laughs> but it was sort of a. I'm going to turn it to Danny Dyer for a second. It was a real risk and reward for this <laughs> uh, for this qualifying, and it looked like well, it looked like it was anyone's game. I was amazed to see Jev in there, considering well, what we were just saying with the free practice, considering how bad that car was in shape and the. Mm-hmm. got to say his crew did an absolutely fantastic job in two hours I'm telling you why it's because I gave up on him I did that is uh, I did, basically completely. It, yeah. just give up <laughs> forget he doesn't exist yeah and he does well I just went completely just like well <laughs> I'll do him a favour and never ever think just don't about, try <laughs> about and, his race again yeah, he does well <laughs> um, but it was nice to see him in there but that was because of so many other people's problems um hit the wall who hit the wall <laughs> there were so many people that hit the wall, Ev- hit the Evan, wall. in Super Bowl I'm just thinking about the actual qualifying there was a few oh, people that clipped the wall mm. and then they lost out in time yeah. amazingly Lotterer clipped the wall Got have, had, a, had a banner on his tyre and he still made it to Super Bowl. <laughs> I appreciate Lotterer's dedication to getting round the course virtually attempting to do it in a straight line. <laughs> it's just <laughs> madness. He's gone mad this season. The old age has got to him. <laughs> Not at all. I think it, I think he's he's great fun to watch. Yeah. Because you just never know. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, it's fantastic. If something is going to be genius or disaster with him, 
And sometimes it really is. And most genius. of the time, it's disaster. There are times when you just head in hand. All four of these uh, <laughs> race, uh, the, the races so far in Formula E, mm. have been disaster for Lotterer. <laughs> so <laughs> hopefully, when he goes to Valencia next or Monaco, he can mm. actually get some points. But. Mm. Not the best weekend. But regardless, he still got into Super Pole despite mm-hmm. having something attached to the back of his car that was causing him to slip. Um, yeah. You want me I th- to, I you want you me to say, something? say something? No, I was um, I was hiding a burp. Oh, oh I've just <laughs> I drawn just... attention to it. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Brilliant. Um, so Super Pole, who was your prediction for getting Super Pole? Oh, let me look. I... Um, I predicted for pole position Rene Rast. Did you really? I did. Well, he's been so... He's always in that predictor uh, for some reason or the other. And it's usually fastest lap. Mm. Um, so I can see why he picked him. But, uh, I did, yeah. I don't think he did a very good lap, really, in qualifying. I can't remember much about it, but I, just, I just yeah, don't I think... Just, yeah, I just... I think he was in group one, wasn't he? So he had a really tough time trying to get out there yeah. and set a good time mm-hmm. um, who did I put I I put Lucas Degrassi I was in the right ballpark because Degrassi got yeah. into Super Bowl and I thought I, I've predicted this but that was mainly because free practice he came first and I changed accordingly too oh I don't do that you don't do that I'm I, not I, um, once I'm I've predicted it weeks in advance that's it I don't yeah. care how much evidence to the contrary I get <laughs> you never I'm going know. with it yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, I was quite happy to see Degrassi up there in the ranks again in the top six. Mm, um, still got it. Yeah, uh, it's certainly nice to see Gunther up there again. And not the best start to the season, I think, because everyone kept thinking he was going to be a title contender. Gunther is still one of my favorite, favorite, favorite drivers. And I saw someone on Twitter um, post exactly what it is about Gunther that's so great. And it's like yeah. he's either on a podium or he crashes. <laughs> And it is never in between. Yeah. And I think, well, I think it has been, but you know, it is kind of what we expect of Gunther is it's, it's always entertaining. He's either on the podium or he's crashed. He's crashed. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Bless him. Um, But yeah, it was nice to see him back in the the top six again, because it hasn't been the best start. As I say, I think the pressure is getting to him that everyone thought he was going to be a title contender because he was, he got, the second most wins from De Costa, didn't he? Or something. He won twice anyway. So people were just like, oh, maybe he could fight yeah. against De Costa this season. Yeah. And, uh, well, neither of those drivers have really shown yeah, their true colours, to be honest. Yeah, it's a bit, a bit of a shame so, for De Costa. But still, but yeah. Not, yeah, the, yeah. The, one of the only drivers to uh, not get into Super Bowl so far. Yeah, only two of qualifying. them. Yeah, only him, him and, and Lynn. Uh, him and Lynn. <laughs> Him and Lynn, poor Lynn. It's all that dancing. So. I know. That's my favourite uh, thing at the moment. I'm not going to give any context to that. I'm just going to say <laughs> it's the dancing that's costing him. Um, but I, I I really hoped that either Vern or Degrassi would have gone pole. No, nothing against the other drivers. I just, for my predictor, I wanted yeah. those points. <laughs> I think sometimes I think we feel a lot more settled with those who have always done well, like Degrassi and Vern yeah. and people because they're people you're very familiar with um, yeah. and sort of when, when you've got a lot of new people coming in it's really hard to kind of gauge where they're at mm. with what experience they're at with 
with kind of you don't have that familiarity nor have you seen any journey with them yeah the journey it's all about the journey yeah that's what makes it interesting exactly and i think with degrassi and with fern we have seen such a journey throughout this with degrassi being such a uh, you know supporter of formula e before it even yeah, started the first ever driver yeah, yeah yeah and him him just having such a, a a great story um and entertaining in his tactics of making sure Boemi doesn't win. <laughs> yeah um, <laughs> oh, well and into the next racer that certainly yeah was visible yeah. um but yeah i think because of their history and everything it's just nice to see the familiar faces up there again yeah. And you know what they're capable of. So yeah. to, to see them in Super Pumps exciting mm. and stuff like that. Um, but then it went, uh, so Gunther went out first and claimed his sixth. Vern claimed fifth. I think they went in order. But the only difference was Oliver Rowland, who looked like he had this in the bag. He said yeah. fastest first sector, fastest mm-hmm. second sector. I think he was like half a second faster than anyone. Yeah. And then just pushed too hard on that last bend and just smacked right into the wall mm. and I thought oh, that's just the most frustrating thing because you were right there and you lost yeah. it all Roland vexes me um, for many reasons um, <laughs> and that that is one of them in that he he is so fast but he can't he turn just, it down yeah, yeah. It, it's, it's very much an all or nothing kind of thing yeah the other thing is the fact that um, he looks young and mature at the same time and it and he's, I he's I cannot work out how old he is because some angles I'm just like he's a child and then yeah. some angles I'm just like 30s well when he was getting interviewed yeah. he looked about 12 yeah and then you see him in the picture and you're like that's oh, a 50 year old man <laughs> I, was, I, I was being much more kind than that I do love Roland I think he's a yeah. Enough, especially when he called um uh when he called Massa an amateur. Yeah. Um, was that was. him? That was Roland, I believe, <laughs> anyway. And uh, actually I'm just remembering that with Lotterer, it wasn't uh in qualifying that you got the bit of banner attached to him. It was the super pole. And to get second from mm. that was pretty impressive. And I yeah. just wish he didn't clip the wall because then I think he would have got that. I, I honestly think they should consider um, getting rid of corners just to benefit um, for Benner, yeah, he yeah. Clearly, just a straight he line. clearly resents the fact that they include corners in <laughs> I think he likes corners uh, yeah it's a real grudge against corners um, but I really think he could have gone pole if he just oh, it's the same with Roland though if Roland didn't go into that he yeah. would have gone well, pole I think so. if, if all of them did a perfect lap they'd all have gone pole <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I mean it was the point in saying would have they could have yeah um, but it was it was Stoffel van Dorn that took pole and um, it was very interesting to see those top six though there's a lot of experience yeah. throughout those top six so yeah. I had no idea going into the race which we'll do in a second who was going to win Thank who you. did you honestly who was your prediction who was my prediction to win the whole race to win the race based on all the information based from, on what from you how, from how I was feeling on Thursday yeah um, to when Super Bowl <laughs> finished my prediction last Thursday was that um, Alex Lynn was going to oh, win you didn't you just went I random just, though I just went random I was, well I thought you know what we haven't seen what he can do really I think it was a sympathy thing as well though because of no, what happened last time wasn't he's it he's got talent oh I know um, he's got talent I'm just yeah, saying he's, he's a good driver um, I did I I mean I don't think you, you 
can't not really feel there's so many negatives in that i'm not entirely sure what the meaning was of what i said <laughs> you can't um, not not feel i said i don't think you can't not so <laughs> <laughs> um you have to feel for him in that he's just been really unlucky yeah and i think i'm very much the sort of person who believes that you know if this were a movie he would have won yeah <laughs> see that's funny because well, let me do your Super Bowl after Super Bowl your prediction, mm. and then I'll talk about why I think that's I a funny comment. I didn't change it. No, no, no. But after watching Super Bowl, did you have like a feeling of who would win? I were you still going I, for Lynn? <laughs> do you know? What? I think no that, offense to I Lynn. Think, no, I think no that offense, was. I think that was something know. I said to you. I was just like, well, you know what? Anything could happen, and I was just like, if if, if all of these people crash, we can get Lynn there. I believe in him. And I just, I just love making partridge jokes at him. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Um, great banter. It really yeah. is. Um, that was a little partridge reference for anyone. Yay. No? Okay. No. <laughs> Moving swiftly on. <laughs> uh, that's like a partridge moment in itself. I, I, anyway. I just, I just want to say, if, if Lynn is listening. Because <laughs> he's our one I listener. I think you're a wonderful driver. <laughs> yeah, I didn't mean to laugh I when I said, this. are you still going with Lynn? <laughs> I say this, you know, with feeling that um, he he's, he seems like a great person and yeah. a great driver. No, 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 no. His his time will come. Everyone's skilled to be on that grid, so yes, it's not taking anything away from anyone. No, um, but the reason why I thought it was funny that you said it's like a fairy tale. Um, you well, know, I didn't. If, if yeah. he win and like, <laughs> if he won, it's like a movie and stuff yes. like that. Because yeah. um, that's exactly why I thought that Vern was going to go and win because of what did happened you, to him. Did you predict Vern to win? Yeah, I predicted Vern to win. I said in the end of our last Formula oh, E podcast. That's a risky strategy, knowing our influence. Well, yeah, I mean, after free practice one, I thought, well, forget it. I'm, I'm never talking again. Um, but, I, but then seeing the car out for qualifying, I was like, you know what? No. Yeah. He got penalised unfairly last time. He's going to come back and he's going to get that win. Mm-hmm. And to see him fifth, I was like, "Well, we got he got third on the track from seventh last time, so he can definitely get a podium this time." Yeah. Um, so going into the race, I really hoped that Vern went on to win, and of course, voila, he got the win, he and did. it was a, a fantastic race. A bit sad to see that it got started by a safety car, but and, the track was and a bit wet. ended and ended on a safety car. Yeah. That's two in a row. That have ended on a safety car now. Yeah. Hysteria, see, round two, yeah. ended on a safety car as well. Yeah. Quite rightly. Mm-hmm. Um, but then that one as well. I can't even remember what happened that brought the safety car out in the first place in season, uh, in round three in Rome. Do, do you not? Nope. Really? You don't remember Stoffel Van Dorn flying down the Oh, track. that's it, yeah. Oh, whoops, sorry. Sorry, Mercedes. Because um, that manhole cover jumped out at him oh, at the Oh, yeah, last it all second. went wrong in the last... How did yeah. I forget? I was thinking of the race that's just been with that safety car as well. But that was not nearly as exciting. Um, well, not for Van Dorn, I'm sure. But um, for us, the viewers, it was a great yeah. event to it's, win the race. It's always... <laughs> I mean, as a viewer, you it, it, it's amazing how much, you know when someone is having a miserable time it does make the race so much more entertaining it's so much yeah. more entertaining when someone crashes out uh, it's I not know. fair on them but, <laughs> it's not um, but it started <laughs> off mad and ended 
mad. Yeah. Um, starting off with <laughs> lots of, uh, I think, going for a space. Whether it was, <laughs> whether you. it was legal, as some people were saying, it wasn't legal. I, I, I don't know. It was a space. He went for it. Whether yeah. he was ever going to make it, so I'm saying, I'm saying it was, it was the corner that got in his way. Take that corner out, and yeah, he would have won he easily. Yeah, easily. Take the corners out. But then fine. there's no breaking, so he wouldn't have, <laughs> wouldn't have caught him. Um, I mean, he went for the lunge, and uh, I think it was just a bit too late. And it was, yeah. Van Dorn had already committed to turning, and yeah, I, that was it. I appreciated Lotterer's commitment to keep pressing that accelerator <laughs> when he in was nose first in a wall. Yeah. <laughs> I think he really thought he got first despite pushing the other driver out. Poor Van Dorn. Uh, mm. Not the best start. I think everyone who was in first was just cursed in this race. Um, apart from right at the end when the <laughs> safety car saved him. the person that we always curse. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah irony, isn't it? Mm. Uh, maybe this is the cursed episode mm, of the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Stoffel Van Dorn went into it in the lead. After the safety car, they all went... Lotterer then charged down the inside and took him out. Yep. Took them both sort of right down to mid-pack. Mm-hmm. Then Roland was in the lead and it was like, oh, this is Roland's race to win. And then he got hit with a penalty for overpowering. So it's like, well, that's the next leader down. Yep. And then it was a fantastic race from uh, Degrassi, Vern. And... Uh, was another car behind and I cannot remember who it was. I think you have to say it was a fantastic... I think it was Roland. But, oh, Frines. No, it was Frines behind who was behind Vern, really pushing him at one point. But just... Yes, but then, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then it was interesting because it was reversed today that it was Vern and Frines. Yeah, we didn't see yeah. much of it though, certainly. No, but, um, shame that. But yeah, Frines was right out there I and mean, it doesn't show on the actual race results because uh, I, I think Frines dropped down quite a bit yeah but, but um, burden evans must be said what a team yeah fantastic drive from mm. both of them i mean sam bird i think got driver of the day just simply because of how many overtakes yeah and just amazing last minute lunges not lotterer lunges but um sam bird lunges yeah. and uh yeah Being fantastic. respectful of the corner yes of course <laughs> he knew where the corner was maybe not in the second race but uh we'll get onto that in a second um but some fantastic overtakes to come from I think they were 11th and 12th on the grid from being in the first group of qualifying to then second and yeah. third. I mean, that's just... Oh, yeah, because Jim Gunther got given a penalty, so he ended up in yeah, 11th he... and then Bird was in 10th. Well, but, he dropped um... a 9th, actually, but um, he did. I'm pretty sure he did get a penalty. doesn't say anything here, but yeah. he dropped a 9th somewhere, somehow. Barry just lost pace or something like that. Poor Frines dropped a 4th. I thought he was in for a chance to win. Frines, considering how well we did in Dillard. I always want Frines to do well. Um, yeah, I, I, I think um, it's always great seeing Frines at his best when he's really good at putting pressure on people and and at the same time defending. Yeah, exactly. You know? It was um, a shame that it didn't end up the way that he wanted it to. Yeah, and, and speaking of which, it didn't end the way many people wanted to. No. So many... DNFs. Mm-hmm. Uh, Oliver Turvey didn't start because of how bad the car was, understandably. Poor Alex Sims was out by like lap Alexander three. Alex, Sims. Sorry, Alexander Sims mm-hmm. uh, was out by at least lap three. We never saw actually what happened. He, he just got suddenly got hit from behind. I think is what. But he we said. never saw any like car it's parked his, up. It's or his anything. word against everyone else's. <laughs> so yeah, Sims was out. Yeah. Never saw the car or any 
damage barricade or anything mm. like that. Mm-hmm. Mortara went out. Jake Dennis went out. Mm-hmm. Costa went out. Can't mm-hmm. remember what happened with Costa as well, no. but he went out. And then, of course, the last lap, absolute drama between... Well, Degrassi was the first to go from a bad powertrain or not powertrain drive shaft yeah that just went costing him the lead and i feel really bad yeah i feel really bad i think it would have been I a great th- last few laps yeah. racing between those two it would have been it absolutely would have been two champions racing it out yeah but unfortunately we didn't get that as his car just gave up yeah i was glad because my predictor said burned win but I, still it's, it's yeah i would have loved to have seen the last few laps uh, with those two racing and then of yeah. course the two mercedes um, e- crashing into each other but it wasn't there no no um it wasn't the manhole cover's fault either um it was <laughs> the manhole making it sound like van dorn hit some <laughs> dodgy uh, sexual organ <laughs> anytime van dorn says manhole <laughs> Sounds like something else. <laughs> it sounds like he's whenever Vernon is Vernon K is interviewing him, we're just like, oh, there's no need to call him that. <laughs> <laughs> Vernon K is not that. He's many things, but he's not a manhole. Um, but yeah, it was a really unfortunate thing for Van Dorn. He yeah. tried to get away from Degrassi. Yes, flew it over was, the manhole. It was unfortunate where Degrassi stopped. Degrassi did everything right in that he moved over, but it still did wobble the racing line, yeah. which led to Van Dorn hitting the manhole. <laughs> it's just hard to it's hard to say now. Manhole cover. Um, I think we'd call it a drain cover in this country. Drain cover though. sounds better. Um, not manhole. But yeah, switch their own. Um but yeah, it cost both of them. Not the weekend that DeVries or Van Dorn wanted, considering he started on pole and expected kind of, um, you know, a good win for Mercedes, especially when they got Jaguar on their tails um, yeah, for but, the constructors. Mm, and then Jaguar just did a 2-3 and uh, amazing, rocketed into the amazing. lead of that. And also, I think it's, it's worth pointing out, it was amazing to see how respectful Jaguar were as a team. Yes. With. Sorry, I hiccuped again. Um, it was amazing to see how respectful Jaguar were as a team um, to uh, British culture and the loss of Prince Philip. Yeah, well, they um, had like a royal. They have a royal with their warrant name, thing or something. So they ha- they have patent. to follow it or something because they're they, a registered they have to, British but it, brand it, or something. It's, you know, there's 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 doing something because you have to, and then there was doing it with actual real respect yeah. which I think Bird certainly did as well because he said it was for yeah to show respect country, to the Queen which was yeah, really nice of him yeah um, not Lovely something you often see in racing no well, With, oh, I think the thing is about, it's about very British people is we don't really mention it that no, often that's true it's like someone said like, oh I don't really care about the royal family but if any of them die I'm devastated you know <laughs> like, that's true, yeah. I think that's how we all work yeah, yeah. um but yeah, it was a really exciting race. Uh, it's a shame it ended on a safety car, but I don't blame them because the track at yeah, that point was it just was, it was necessary. It was unfortunate. It was unfortunate for everyone involved. Um, but in the end, I mean, I, I have a feeling that it didn't change the layout of the race too much to what it would have no. been. I, I think, um, in my personal opinion, it looked as though... Um, 
Jev had not really fought Degrassi when Degrassi had gone ahead of Jev. And I did wonder if it was always the tactics to just let Degrassi use up more power and then yeah. be able to fight him nearer the end. Yeah. Um, Unfortunately, we didn't get to see that, but I think that would have been the plan. That I think Jev said in the interview afterwards that he was yeah. going to let he let Degrassi through because he wanted to save on energy. And yeah. He was going to fight him to the end. Yeah. That would have been interesting to see, but it was still a t- tactical masterclass from both of them. Yeah. Uh, the attack modes Jev took. And he took them yeah. right this time. <laughs> I, they, he, he, I predicted him to take the first one. I was annoyed that he didn't. Um, yeah. But um, I think I didn't really understand when they were in Daria what, why you would get rid of the attack mode during Saved Car or um, Full Course Yellow. Yeah. And now I understand because yeah. it does make the race so much interesting so much more interesting and so much more fair if everyone has to take them whilst it's in racing conditions because you do lose out on places and it's it is really unfair when people are in situations of not of they can just the people in front of them are just able to take it and keep their place and they've taken it earlier and i think i think it does make it fairer yeah. However, if a race ends early, I still do believe you shouldn't be penalised. Yeah, I think that's it. <laughs> We've talked about that loads in the last <laughs> podcast, but still think they need to change that rule because yeah. no one can really help it. Yeah. But it certainly helps to take the attack mode when the race is in green light mode, green yeah, flag mode. And, and it, it makes it a lot... Uh, it, it makes people have to think so much more tactically instead of well, just exactly. going, I'll just wait until we're in full course yellow or behind a safety car because it seems to happen every race yeah well, um, exactly i think it is much better to have it yeah that everyone is equally disadvantaged yeah by it. Mm-hmm. and it was interesting to see when people took it and i think jeff did a fantastic job in managing the attack modes and i think that's what made allowed yeah. him to get the win really it was good timing of attack yeah. modes and good, stuff like that good timing and some great overtakes as some well great overtakes yeah, yeah real masterclass and that's why he's the two times of course mm. so um, yeah and Mitch Evans got the fastest lap so I think really the Jaguar drivers both of them equally deserve driver of the day um, Oh and yeah. Rast as well I mean Rast gets overlooked so many times with this driver of the day Yeah, he, he got the sixth considering he had such a bad time in qualifying yeah. I think he was at least near the bottom yeah. And he made his way up to sixth. I think he's the only person that's been in the points throughout all the races, well, apart from the one we're going to talk about in a minute. Mm-hmm. Um, but he's so consistent. Yeah. Um, so, I I mean, driver of the day, I'd give it to both Jaguar drivers yeah. and Rast. And massive congratulations to Vern, especially after what happened in free practice, really. Yes. I, too, would like to choose 24 drivers of the day. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Actually, all of them did a good (laughs) job, apart from the ones that crashed out. They all took part. Congratulations. (laughs) But, yeah. Anyways, the the first race, it was great to be back in Rome, finally, after a whole year of not being in Europe, really. Uh, Well, apart from Berlin, one we're talking about. Yeah. In different tracks. (laughs) Seeing uh, Rome again after so long. Yeah. Uh, And it was a great race start open it all up and mm. uh good to see Vern Bird and Evans on the podium yeah I think 
brilliant three. But I think really the, I think as being my three favourite drivers, yeah. <laughs> yes. I was thrilled. Exactly, uh, but unfortunately, Degrassi missed out. Yeah, it was very sad for Degrassi. But yeah, so great and first race. Oh, and Van Dorn and uh, Mercedes, but yeah, great first race. And in a way, sad for Lotterer, but not surprised. <laughs> Harsh, but yeah, <laughs> but yeah. No, he will do it one day, and it will be the most genius driving we've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, but um, yeah, it was a great first race, and then uh, we had more to look forward to going into the next day. So moving into day two, I'll be honest here, we didn't get to watch free practice one because free practice three. Free, free practice three yeah i forget because it's a new day mm. it continues the numbering for the practices i have no idea why uh, but anyways because it was so early in the morning i think it was about 5 a.m or maybe it was a bit later half. Well, the, yeah it was it was early for them it was earlier for us yeah because we're an hour Rude. behind yeah um so we didn't really get to watch it but no. from what we know of it this the summary of it was the track was extremely wet as if it had just been raining. I, I don't know if it had been raining all night and yeah. it just sort of settled or if it had just finished raining and was still raining when they were out. But mm. the track was awful. And I think they were saying that a lot of them were actually scared about driving yeah, because of how many bumps and the wet weather and this is a very fast track. A lot of them, were, I think it was Boemi, was going, I'm actually scared to drive. Yeah. When you've got a world champion who's been in it since the beginning going, I'm scared. Then you're sort of going, okay, <laughs> this yeah. is a bit worrying. <laughs> yeah. Um, but regardless, they all went out. Uh, I, I don't know much about where people went, but it was nice to see that the fastest time was actually done by a rookie of uh, Nick Cassidy. So yeah, that, that was well a different person to be up at the top. I mean, yeah. in pre-season testing, Cassidy was hitting some very fast times. So it was finally nice to see him up in the in the orders. Yeah. Um, and uh, might as well move into qualifying because there's not much really to say about free practice three because we didn't watch it. No. But um, it was not nice to see that Casti continued that thing and went straight into Super Bowl. Mm. Um, Who did you pick, um, pick for Super Bowl? Well, I thought I thought because of everything that happened the day before. Um, Van Dorn crashing out mm-hmm. and some of the others. I was, I'm in an iron between Degrassi and Van Dorn, and I put Van Dorn because I thought, well, he was fast what, in for pole? for pole. Okay. I thought he was really fast before, mm. and he's in, he's starting in the bottom group. Mm-hmm. So he's going to be out, you know, in a good time where the track's yeah. drier and stuff like that, hopefully. Yeah. And, um, so I thought that was a good thing. I wasn't far off again, but yeah. unfortunately, just the wrong driver, really. Yeah. Who did you go for? Um, I put Oliver Rowland. It's because he's because of the day he's, before. Yeah, because he's very fast. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> I thought you were gonna go into detail. About no, why. he's very fast. He was very fast. Uh, well, always is usually. Yeah. Um, but uh, unfortunately, he just missed out. I think. Mm. Um. But let's start with the first group coming out. The track was just awful. I yeah. mean, it was just filled with water for the first group. Not a good time um, for... For all of them, really. Well, for all of them, but in particular, Vern. 
Vern, uh, not really the best lap you want to do when uh, you won the race before to be... Well, in the end, he was 8.8 seconds slower than uh, pole position, which Mm. that shows how wet the track was. But, I mean, he was still about three seconds slower. He's two seconds slower than Rene Rast, who was in the same group. So something was certainly off with uh, the car's balance or the tyres. We were saying the that tires. the tyres wouldn't warm up. They wouldn't get up um, to temperature, yeah. Yeah, but I, I don't know enough about cars to be able to fathom why, because everyone else managed to do it. Well, the warm... Yeah, I, I just... I just feel like he didn't get up to speed quick enough. He was going very slow around the track. I think he was taking it slow to get used to the car's balance, but because of that, it wasn't enough to heat up the tyres, where the rest of them were still yeah. going around and almost losing the back end. But they were able to warm up their tyres and get a faster lap, and he just could It's odd couldn't. to me that after winning the day before, that they would change that much on the car the fact that he's coming out and saying that the balance is all off you're just like it's just the wet weather isn't it though does weather because I know they were saying that balance is essentially grip yeah well I mean in a dry environment he may have felt like one with the car but as soon as you add suddenly like you know the white lines are suddenly like ice when you've got puddles and you've got to find the right racing line just may have not felt at home with the car. I mean, it's a completely different thing compared to a dry circuit, isn't it? So, um, yeah, I just felt like he was trying to get the right, find the right lines for the qualifying lap, but he was going really slow on the out lap. Yeah, and I so felt I like think, that cost it. Yeah, I think there must have been a grip problem in the perhaps yeah, the the way that the car was just handling yeah. was not quite right for the rain but regardless all of them had a bad time yeah. in that first group it was so but wet being fair Burton Evans still doing reasonably well true the 11th Jaguars and 12th I mean, are just looking really strong at the moment I just feel like they're so settled in that car they're, yeah. they're it's a friendly environment I find yeah. both of them don't seem like they're out to get each other or mm. beat each other or prove each other mm-hmm. who's the best who's number one mm-hmm. they seem to be working as a team and it shows because their lap times are pretty much identical yeah and they stay with each other all the mm. time um but yeah to get 11th and 12th in that group does show that the rest of them were really struggling to fill up one with the car yeah uh rast was six seconds down from the leader Frines was six seconds. De Vries was five point two. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it really was not a good day for a lot of them. Yeah, De Costa again fifteenth. I mean, he was just not having a good time. With De Costa. He's fine in the races because he can make his way up. But yeah, during qualifying, he's really. Well, he said this last time in Berlin though. Yeah, that he just needs to work on his qualifying because it's just not going well. But his races are actually good. Yeah. Um. But fifteenth should be, especially when he was in. Well, he was in Group Two, so he still had a wet track. Yeah. Um, but still, that's not what the cheetah won. Yeah, I worry about him. Do you really? Should, I we, do. Call, should we call him? Yeah, ask <laughs> if he's okay. <laughs> I think the pressure of being the champion and trying to hold it is getting to him, especially we got a load of new, experienced drivers as well coming in, and there's yeah. more equality within the cars and stuff. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, I, I mean, I honestly don't know. I just, it's, I don't know, it's just a shame, really, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. Because 
They did really well last year. Yeah, but still early days. Mm. So. Um, and then uh, Van Dorn wasn't actually... Well, it was in the top six, so mm-hmm. he still got up there. Pascal Verlein did a very good lap, um, but the yes. one that really had to be said, well, once again, Gunther up there yes. in third for qualifying. Uh, but Cassidy and Nato, 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 two rookies, absolutely fantastic mm. laps. They had a bit of drier circuit. It had sort of dried out since then, so, but it was still a fantastic lap, 156. Yeah. in the sort of wet condition mm-hmm. uh, so it was very interesting to see two rookies at the top and then Maximilian Gunther one of the youngest drivers in third and it was nice to see Sims up there again because Sims hasn't had the best start to a season I like Sims yeah he's really good I appreciate people who are not embarrassed about wearing glasses yeah and he's got his own glasses brand which uh, I can't afford but <laughs> no, it still looks good um <laughs> And then going into Super Pole, uh, unfortunately the weather didn't, the track hadn't Did we mention, done anything. Mention what happened to Lotterer? What happened to Lotterer? I've forgotten again. He was oh, in Super yes, Pole and then he right. got that penalty. Hit with another penalty. Yes. Um, for well, overpowering, wasn't it, during his lap? Yep. Just, uh, I, I don't get it. It's just so unlucky I know, all and, the time. And, and he got drive through as well in the race yeah yeah it's just poor lotterer since going to porsche i just don't think it's been very good to for him then no. again it wasn't that great for him at the cheater either to be honest so maybe one day he'll get that win but rome was not it no it's a shame because i think rome is something that in the past he's performed so well at and it would be great yeah. i really want to see him win Um, and I really I really went into this thinking Lotterer's got a good chance of winning this I'd kind of put more that you know thinking about despite me putting neither of them as predicted to win um, (laughs) is I think that Lotterer and Evans you know they do really well on in Rome and it was it was a real shame even though I understand of course it was a different track layout but it's it's it it's like you you root for, for someone. Yeah. You want them to do well and you, you want to see them succeed in, in somewhere where you know that they can do well. Yeah. And um, so, yeah, I felt like that was such a shame to have such a penalty. Yeah. But he I took it well. I think they jinxed him as well. Like, saying, I, oh, you're the most successful Rome driver. I think that was yeah. a jinx from the get-go. Yeah, I don't think we jinxed him on that one. I think other people did I that think it was one. the commentators... Uh, the commentators curse. ...saying facts and yeah. stuff like that, which is never a good thing. You never want to say to a driver who's on the grid, oh, you usually do really well here. Suddenly they're like, do I? Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> and then they've got to live up to it. Um I would just like to inform everyone that the radiator has come on and I'm feeling a lot happier oh, now. Good, yeah. <laughs> You'd be sweating in a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um but because of uh Lotter being dropped because of that penalty, it meant that Stoffel Van Dorn gets boosted into or was it Gunther? No, no, Stoffel Van Dorn yeah, it was Stoffel. gets boosted into Super Bowl. So mm-hmm. oh, a lucky little lad there. And I wonder if Lotterer didn't get that penalty, the result would have changed. But that's like saying if you take away the corners, who would have won? So, <laughs> well, it's um, like the thing really if matter. everyone did their perfect lap, they yeah. would have won. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, but yeah, going into Super Bowl, again, the track conditions were still slippy as anything. They'd, 
it was um they're actually like almost 10 seconds slower than their qualifying laps from yesterday yeah so it was a lot slower it was a lot slower um but again uh unfortunately sims wasn't able to do a very good time compared i really wanted him to get pole but um, i get very concerned as as our glasses were on myself of um as you were saying actually fogging up in a helmet yeah especially in that temp that weather yeah because in the, the wet of the weather especially when it's dr- when it's stopped raining yeah you you steam up you messed up and i just i wonder if he did that whole thing blind <laughs> probably <laughs> he was weaving in and out uh around most corners yeah. losing the back end so he probably was blind yeah um but in yeah, which that- case i mean he must be the best driver ever oh, of course yeah well we knew that um but not the best time for him i really wanted him to get pole yeah. um thought verline could but then the two amazing rookies of Casti and nato um just did it again they just pulled out a great time and maybe they're the masters of wet racing and stuff like that but uh, first and second mm. so rookie mm. first and second was great mm-hmm. um, and I really hoped that one of them would go on to win <laughs> but unfortunately uh, that's a different story should we go into the race itself or yes. is there anything you want to say about qualifying I just think we should not mention the race at all no <laughs> thank, you, thank you for listening <laughs> uh, no what, what, why do you say that no, it's just a joke. Oh, oh, oh I thought you said a, there was like, an incident or something. No, because he's saying, talk. like, should should we talk about the race? No, let's do a no. whole racing podcast and not mention yeah, the race. Yeah, let's not talk about the race. Sorry. Um, well, like with the first race, uh, we weren't short of incidents. Yeah. Starting with <laughs> the start again. Everyone thinks... I don't know why it was started behind the safety car, because the track was dry. In Sims places. Was in places, but not Sims was devastated. Around. I mean, inconsolably. I mean, he was crying. <laughs> Did a close-up of his face. He couldn't take yeah. it. He stormed off. Took his glasses off. <laughs> he never <laughs> took his, his glasses, glasses off. Across the track. And everyone, look, it's Superman. <laughs> <laughs> you imagine he takes his glasses off and you're just like, Henry Cavill. Henry Cavill, it's you. <laughs> so that's why they wear glasses. Yeah. Um, but, no, he he wasn't too happy. He couldn't work out why they were behind the safety car. And... Yeah, we saw parts of the track were still wet. But mm. I think for them, when they were on that bit before the line, they were probably thinking, why can't we just start normally? Yeah. And I would have liked to have seen an actual start. Yeah. Uh, considering it's a new track and a new starting grid. Yeah. Uh, it would have been nice to have seen. But um, and <laughs> it's quite funny because Sims said, uh, oh, there's not going to be as much action then. And then immediately there was action <laughs> yep well we lost Cassidy Ugh. all of a sudden and it, apparently it wasn't his fault uh, the the software for his brakes stopped working no was it so that's why it just it broke on one side and that's why it span oh um, no so it wasn't his fault but it's just oh, unbelievable uh, that's about to say that's a Sam that's poor a Sil- shame <laughs> that's a Sam bird <laughs> um, but poor Sylvan Oh, poor Sylvan. He gets stressed, doesn't he? Does. He? he does. I can't imagine what he's like stressed. He's probably someone that you would really not want to be it's, around. I think it's an internal stress. I think it's like you hear explosions in the brain <laughs> of just the rage that's inside him and yeah, then he just course. says, okay. Okay. 
mm-hmm. and then you leave yeah. thinking I'm fired. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, sad to see Sims go. Um, I don't even. I think it was just good racing from Vandal, but I can't remember him getting into the lead. I think he was just. Verline was in the lead, wasn't he, for quite a lot of it? Yes. And we thought this is Verline's for the taking. Yeah. Uh, and then I think he just got uh, out tacticked. There was lots of moments in this race when stuff would happen and they'd be like, oh, there's been a crash. And you'd see the fallout from it. And then you'd just be like, are we going to, like, what happened? Yeah. The, the camera was consistently in the wrong place. And there's I so feel like there's so many. And you were just like, oh, now Van Dorn's in the, in the lead. And I was just like, he is? Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, yeah. But he, I think yeah. it was just good tactics by the Mercedes. Like, I think they took yeah. their... Uh, attack modes at the right time compared to Verline. I think Van Dorn taking yeah. attack mode first, catching up to the back of Verline. So when he took attack mode, there was just no yeah. chance that Verline could hold it. Yeah, I um, think I think um, it was unfortunate for Verline about when the full course yellow came into yeah, effect because it just meant that his attack mode went and he had no chance of being able to catch up with Van Dorn and then there seems to have been an issue so he says about (laughs) when they believe the race restarted and Sims just went straight past I think it was a fantastic move by Sims he was right on it he knew exactly where he was going to go and committed to it and got the overtake done I think it was a fantastic move but Verline there was certainly a problem with Verline that or he just relaxed too much yeah, I just forgot that yeah. he was in a race procedure. Um, Maybe, but it was a fantastic move by Sims. But at that point, I felt like the race had been sort of. I, I, it's no one's fault. I mean, Degrassi and Buemi, I think they're both equally to blame. I still think that Degrassi was defending a bit too hard, <laughs> and Buemi was was just moved some, the other way. <laughs> for some reason, Buemi just thought. Degrassi will never defend. Yeah. And I was just like, what do you expect? It's Degrassi. You two have been racing together forever. Like, you know, I think the history of Formula E is the history of Degrassi versus Buemi. That's basically always those two. You know, it was really unfortunate that Degrassi just had that, had Buemi, well, spin him. And um, smack into the wall there. Yeah. That was a real shame to see. Um, but again, disappointed but not surprised. Not surprised. <laughs> not yeah. surprised that it was them two getting it, into a scrap. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Degrassi on the radio saying he should be black flagged for it. I was thinking, yeah. eh, it's probably not as bad as he's making it out to be. I and know. to be fair, they were both equally at fault, I think. But the Stewards yeah. didn't take anything, so it must have been Degrassi's fault then, no. that they thought. Mm. Um, but at that point, when Degrassi went off and uh, Full Course Yellow came out, I did feel like we got a race taken away from us a little bit because there was yeah. such a big gap between Van Dorn and Verline, or at that point Sims. Yeah. That regardless of if Sims got um, attack mode, he had to close up like three seconds and Van Dorn had yeah. the same energy. So it's just like, I mean, the race is pretty much over unless Van Dorn makes a mistake. Um, so I, yeah. I, 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 although. In the full course yellow is part of the race I, thing. I just felt like it took away a great battle for the lead and for the top three positions. 
it it did, but again, it's just the way it goes. And oh, yeah, I, yeah. I think we can both agree that Van Dorn deserved the win, and Sims yeah. certainly deserved to be so far up. Yeah. Um, I think um, it was a shame to see to see what happened with Nato because that was apparently another technical failure. Yeah, I don't know. They said it was such a narrow margin between how much energy was used when he went over the line. I'd imagine it's just like not point not one or something like that. Um, it's like oh, Susie Wolf did. Was it Susie Wolf? Susie Wolf, yeah. Yeah, she did explain um, that they do have limiters that it's meant to be that as soon as you've run out of energy, your car just, it stops allowing you to accelerate. Yeah. Um, And it just didn't come into play. It may have just ticked over. Sometimes, you know, limiters just Yeah, it was just a a millisecond. It was a shame. But um, it did mean that Verline ended up on the podium. Yeah. Begrudgingly. And it's really, Um, I think it's really unfair that NATO, NATO... I'm so sorry if I keep pronouncing Nato. it. Nato. Just got disqualified. Just outright disqualified. Didn't not a time penalty. Just disqualified. I know. Well, so didn't it, even place. It is the rules are the rules, and that. But it's it, that's a team thing. Yeah. They've got to make sure this technology works. Yeah, exactly. You know, that is the thing that they're supposed to be all of them working on, and as a team, got to check. Yeah, you know that is how what must happen. Yeah. But uh, it is a shame because he did a fantastic race. Ed uh, Mortara did a fantastic race despite going sideways at one point <laughs> on the last lap. Of course he did. Defending from Gunther and uh, Cracky. I mean, I don't know how anyone can drive sideways on the track like that. But then Gunther went sideways does. as Mor- well. Mortara overtook two people in Saudi. He's a madman. is so quiet yet deadly. You forget he's there and then so it's like, and yeah. Mortara has gone into fourth. And you're like, Oh, I forgot about him. I mean, such yeah. I mean, there there is a certain amount of. I think it's all very well being a great driver and being very loud and proud about it. But Mortara is a great driver who just consistently surprises us and is very very humble about it. Yeah, and very yeah, very very quiet. Cause yeah, you never really see him, and then suddenly he's there. Yeah, and you're like oh okay. Mm. Um. Happy for Verline to get a podium, but yes. I feel like... I don't like think he was very happy about not coming second. I don't think... He was angry at Sims because he couldn't figure that yeah. one out, although I think Sims was perfectly fine. I yeah. think it was just... Oh, I, I don't think Sims did anything wrong. I think there possibly was an error on Porsche's end. Yeah, I think it must yeah. have been a lack of communication. Um, and we got a, we got treated to a very awesome last lap, and I'm so glad because I thought they were going to end on safety car again. I thought, mm-hmm. oh, please, just give us some racing right at the end and it was nice because it bunched everyone up so although I don't want to hate on Van Dorn and his massive lead but it gave us that race that I wanted in the midsection yeah, of the it, race there, there was a sense of risk like we said misery is what we want um, <laughs> yeah, we like misery we're yeah. British what can we say um, yes um, a tragedy on the track was um, De Vries and Bird I don't know what happened there I keep Wanting to watch it back, but mm. I cannot find the clip anywhere. To me, it just looked like the freeze went. You know what? I want mm. something out of this, and just shot down the just, middle. I was going to give I it a go. Yeah, I don't know what happened. All I just saw was they just charged down at each other. This so. is 
I think this is something that I picked up on before the season started when we were talking about the pre-season testing. Yeah. Is that I think that Nick DeVries is going to be one of the legends of Formula E one day because he is a such a risk taker. Risk and reward. Yes. Um, and when... But the more risks you take, he's learning all the time. And I really thought at the beginning of the season, wow, he's really got all that chaotic energy and has focused it and has just done a, a blinding job. Yeah. But uh, we're still seeing little bits of that. I'm just going to go for it. Yeah. And I think that's a great mentality as a race driver to have. And But the, the great thing about him being so young is that he's got so many years ahead of him to sort all of that out. Yeah, definitely. And... Um, I still really think that he's in with a chance. I just think sometimes it's just like, I know that as as a race driver, you have to see every chance and you do have to go for it. But just having those little micro calculations in future, I think. Oh yeah, yeah. you've got to know your spots. And I really don't think greats. that was. But mm. I don't know. It didn't look like it was just, he was a very late breaker because I mean, he, it looked like there was a brake issue because mm. the speed they were going into that bend yeah, that was quite a hit. Mm. That was a big was bang from every, Sam Bird. Every big drama happened at that corner. Yeah, it yeah. always was. Um, oh, and also sad to see Rast go out. Really not a good day for Audi. No, I really hope they got something out of it. And you know, I was saying he's the Rast mm. is the most consistent, so it was really sad to see him yeah. spin out when he was in the points yet again. Yeah, I think he was in the points. Yeah, I think he moved up. Roland into the had a pretty tough time as well didn't he oh, he kept smacking in the people yes <laughs> God, like potentially a... his own fault but uh, um it was a problem with him and i can't remember if it was frines or it was someone but he slammed the... into them he went off span came back on and then got shoved off or did no roland shoved off cassidy yeah that, that was, was sorry it. i'm yeah, thinking yeah, yeah. of it the cassidy other way around it was Roland shoved Cassidy off. Yeah. Possibly unintentionally. But Probably he got a penalty yeah. for it. So, so perhaps not unintentionally. I guess um, it wasn't. <laughs> um, yeah, and uh, it, it didn't end up, I think, where he wanted to. Well, he was 10th, I believe, but then the 10-second penalty dropped him right down to... Uh, yeah. Where is he? 16th. Which mm. meant Boemi got 10th, so... yeah. Oh, lucky Boemi. Despite Boemi asking him to come through on Roland so many times. Boemi was the faster car with the more power. Roland wouldn't let him through. Bad yeah. team playing. We tell off Diaz de Cheetah about this yeah. all the Nissan time. Nissan need to sort that it's one out. bad team playing because if, someone's, if someone on your team is faster than you and you're working together, you end up with a decent one too. Yeah. If you are battling it out between you, you both lose out. Yeah. And I'm really disappointed in Roland for not letting Boemi through. Yeah. When Boemi could have done a lot of overtaking, allowing Roland the freedom to, to go through with him. Yeah, exactly. If, if later on Roland had more power, uh, more energy left, sorry, and uh, was going faster, um, he's in a decent place in the order in order that he can you know then say okay now we swap it's yeah, so exactly. beneficial to them all to work as a team and I think Jaguar are giving us an absolute masterclass in how to have two good drivers and yeah, work as a team definitely. and I hope Nissan and Tachita 
are watching them and are learning. Yeah. yeah. I mean, we didn't see the cheetahs near each other in Rome. Thank we God. We were both miles <laughs> away from each other. Yeah. But yeah, and this ending really proved to themselves that they're a good team dynamic. When no. Boemi lost three positions thanks to a Ronan not letting him through. Exactly. Um, and that was beneficial to uh, Da Costa, who moved up to seventh from yeah. qualifying 15th. So he had a great race. A lot of them did. I've got to say, big uh, big props to Tom Blomqvist. Tom Blom, yep. Blomqvist, Blomqvist. Yep. Um, 10th and 8th in the Neo on both days. 10th in the first race. Yeah. 8th in the second race. That's I, incredible. I think he's such... He's, he's, again, a bit like Mortara, although we have much many more races with Mortara. Yeah. But Tom Blomqvist, he really impresses me as a driver. Yeah. I think he's very consistent... And if he stays consistent with how inconsistent everyone else is, you end up winning. You'd be it. right at the top. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, that's a great points haul. I mean, mm. I mean, it's only five points over the two days, but, but it all it's points up because because it's the loads of people that all over the place. There's zero one day, eighteen the next. You know. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I mean just look at, at Jean Henri Verne. You know, first yesterday, and today. No points today. No points so in eleventh. Yeah, just one off, but still, but, um, yeah. that's a lack of points, I know. and he really hoped for that. But also, uh, three of them, Frines, Lynn, and Cassidy, ended up with penalties because of not taking their last attack. Frines, Lynn, uh, yeah, it's yeah, Cassidy. Cassidy's out here. It's his DNF, um, but one uh, he may have got a penalty on top of that as well, though. Well, if he didn't um, finish, then that's a bit unfair to give him a penalty. But I may have been. But Dennis maybe for the something. next one or something like that. I can't remember. Uh, but yeah, Frines is 18th. He was the last yeah. one to finish. Uh, yeah. Lynn above that, and then Roland above that. So yeah, um, yeah. I I can't remember who did it, but yeah, I don't know why they didn't take take their attack mode on the last lap. That because they me. had an opportunity to do it. You have to have taken it by the end of. Well, it's they they, uh, they did take it, but they took it on the safety car's last lap, so they. Because Which they broke not allowed the procedure. They broke the procedure. Yeah. So, it, I mean, I guess they were worried because of what happened to um, Jev and others yeah. last time. But they were going to get another lap. Yeah, everyone knew they had the lap in. Yeah. And, and Van Dorn slowed them They so should much. have <laughs> taken it then. And it's just, it's, it's bad of them to... They had the opportunity to do yeah. it. I know they I would have lost positions, but they could have gained time. so much as well, though, from just it's, doing it. It's just not worth breaking the rules, though. No, real shame. But I mean, mm. they left it to the last second anyway, yeah. with three attack modes. Um, but then we could argue that Jeff left it. A very different circumstance, but yes, but um, that, they that, should have taken it on the last lap when everyone had yeah. the opportunity to yeah. take it, mm-hmm. and it's still active on the last lap, so. It's not like I think it was closed or yeah. anything. I think it would be better to at least go out with like having obeyed all the rules, even if the rules aren't fair. You have to obey them. You've got to obey them. Yeah. I, I, it's when the rules are a bit ambiguous. Confusing, yeah. yeah, that it's like, well, hold on a minute, how are they meant to do this? That's yeah. just impossible. There, there are some situations where yeah. you just can't win. But yeah, but, yeah. Um, but it was a. Big congratulations to Van Dorn. I think yeah. he did deserve it. It's just a shame we didn't get that mid-race battle before first, the second, third, fourth. 
Maybe, there was maybe quite fifth. a battle going on behind him, and I think I think it was a very exciting it was a real race. battle going yeah. on. There were so many late moves going on. Um, I'm amazed we didn't see more crashes, but I'm really sad mm. for the the Grassi mm-hmm. and Rast. I mm-hmm. felt like they could have really gained something. I mean, they could have got a win from this weekend, but problem after problem with the cars and stuff. Um, but happy to see Sims up there as the same as Verline, but I think Verline. Wants to forget the weekend, regardless of a podium or not. It's a shame. He should be really pleased with the fact he ended up in third. Yeah, but, uh, but he was I, in the lead. Then he lost second yeah. because he fell asleep or whatever it was. Lack of communication. Yeah. And then didn't even get third on the track. It was unfortunate, but valuable points. And I yeah. think, um, you know, it's, it's still to play for in Valencia. Exactly. Um yeah, mm. fantastic race again. I really like the Rome track. I really think yeah. it really adds yeah. a lot. I'd love to see it when it's in, not in a wet environment. The wet environment really adds this unpredictability to things. But um, it's, it's but people's it misery. Does. We find it fun. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Um, but if you could say driver of the weekend, who would you choose? Sam Bird. Despite the second race? Oh yeah, he crashed out, didn't he? Mitch Evans. Uh, yeah, I think mine is Evans, considering yeah. he got third and sixth. I mean, that's a great points haul. Yeah. How he's not in the lead of the championship is uh, because he hasn't baffling. come first. No, that's mainly yeah. Bird has. Yeah, but then Bird's DNF twice now, so I'm amazed Evans hasn't jumped him, but. Is right up there behind him. He's in He's second. He's right in behind, mm-hmm. right behind, and Jaguar are doing really well. Yeah. Although I don't know where they stand against Mercedes. I think Jaguar is still in front because they've had mm-hmm. consistent mm-hmm. both team. Yeah. Have done well. Um, but yeah, fantastic weekends. I'd say Evans as well, just because of lap time, third yeah. and sixth. Yeah. Yeah. No one else has been that consistent apart from Blumfist. I think he needs some oh, yeah. uh, credit. Okay, so we'll say. <laughs> Evans and Blumpfist are our drivers. Drivers of, of the weekend. The weekend yeah. Drivers of Rome. Do you have any predictions for Valencia? I think I'm going by what we saw in testing. Mm-hmm. I think this is finally time for Gunther to show himself. Because mm-hmm. I mean, he he got ninth and fifth this weekend, mm-hmm. so he's finally mm-hmm. getting into the points. Mm-hmm. We know he was fastest throughout most of the sessions in Valencia. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I just think this is a chance for him to get that first win finally. Yeah. And also, we've had four different winners now. I think we're going to get a fifth winner. Yeah. I think it, this is one of the brilliant things about Formula E is yeah. it really is for anyone. Every track is so different. Exactly. It, it's all down to your skills, yeah. really. I, I think it is one of... I think I know that people complain... Um, but I do think it is one of the fairest racing oh, um, organisation in the league. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, in the way that it is run, I feel like yeah, it's very, course. very fair yeah. um, to give everybody a chance. So it's not just like you have a good day at the beginning and therefore you have a wonderful time all the way through. Yeah, of course. It really does allow everyone to show up with it. And if, you're, uh, if you can succeed... In those topsy-turvy qualifying things. Turvy. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, 
then then you truly are a fantastic driver. Yeah, exactly. And mm. if you're consistent all the time, then you are most likely going to be championship material. Yeah. And that's why I think Evans and Bird are certainly ones yeah. to watch for this season. Yeah. Um, and Bird could pull out an incredible pole position and win again in Valencia, I, but I, I, I just don't get, know. I get scared of... Um, fully throwing my support behind Bird uh, for two anyone. reasons uh, well anyone <laughs> yeah um, because one I curse people and two I he has in the past had a great beginning dropped and off. then it's just dropped off yeah. that might change being with Jaguar um, we but shall Jaguar see. have been sort of inconsistent with their car throughout seasons yeah because like, that was the problem really in strong. Berlin because yeah. Mitch Evans and Tocosta are quite close together Going into Berlin, and then it just could not catch him. Just dropped. It did something. So, yeah. Who would you predict for Valencia? Valencia, I'm with you with Gunther. You think? Um, yeah, and I think possibly De Vries again. I was. It's between De Vries and Gunther. I think. I think it's a fast risk takers, Mm. crash or win kind of race. Maybe Lotterer. Uh, not with those track limits. I don't, okay. <laughs> I don't think. But he's got so much experience with yeah. tracks over the years. You never know. Yeah. It may be Porsche's time to Porsche's time to shine. Yeah. Um, it's all about risk and reward. I keep saying. <laughs> it's just the way you say it. it. Sounds like you're talking about whisks. Whisks. Yeah. Because I can't say my R correctly. Sorry. <laughs> but um. Uh, I would like to point out that last time we spoke, I actually made a mistake because I didn't realise that Valencia was happening this early on. I knew Valencia no, was happening, but I thought it was happening much later on in the year. I, I didn't even realise they were doing Valencia. I thought that was just the test track. I knew they were doing Valencia. I just didn't know when. I just yeah. I thought it went this one and then Monaco, but we know we got Valencia in a couple of weeks. But I'm excited. Uh, a proper racetrack to break up from the street race mm. racetrack street race mm-hmm. and then they go Santiago did you say so it's Valen- yeah, Valencia Valencia oh it's two um, Valencias Valencia Valencia oh, Monaco Marrakesh Mar- Santiago Santiago oh Marrakesh yeah. should be good yeah yeah find me back to where we were meant to start uh, coming soon anyway in Santiago yeah. And then, uh, I don't know, next, probably Mexico City, I'd imagine. I don't think they've got them lined up yet. I think they're waiting to see how vaccinations and things yeah, go. of course. But it's yeah. got a good, we've got a good uh, load of races coming up soon, so we'll be uh, talking about them when they've happened. Yeah. Um, but I think uh, that's everything for now. Any final thoughts or predictions? No, I don't say a thing. <laughs> don't say any predictions. No. <laughs> I just, I think, I got them right with the first for uh, Rome one, mm. so I'm going to say, just in case I'm right again, <laughs> I'm going to say Gunther will win Valencia race one. No okay. idea about race two, that'll be depending on mm. race one, but Gunther will I'm, win I'm race one. I'm going to see how far I get with the predictor of putting the same person for every single thing, every what, Lynn single... Winning. Lynn winning, Lynn, Lynn getting pole, Lynn getting fastest lap, Lynn... Um, highest grid climb <laughs> I just uh, Lynn winning and Lynn um, what's the other one uh, highest grid climb I said that uh, po- there's, there's pole super position, pole oh, first, first attack, attack mode. mode yeah I'm just going to put Alex Lynn, Lynn for everything for everything for the rest of 
this season and we'll see how many points I get. <laughs> you imagine putting him on pole, <laughs> winning <laughs> and highest grid climber. That makes... <laughs> you still win points. <laughs> I am number 70 in the whole of the UK and I feel sad about I am it. I'm 30th because of all the Van Dorn fans. <laughs> so moved right down, sadly. Yeah. But uh, still happy with my Jeff prediction. Yeah. Uh, I felt like he had a win in him and it was good mm-hmm. to see him Yeah. back to his stride. It was two times for a reason. So, uh, yeah. But yeah, I think we'll uh, wrap this up now. Yep. Thank you all for listening once again and we'll be back when is Valencia again? April 22nd uh, 24th we'll be back April 24th <laughs> or 5th around the 20s late 20s before May before we'll be May we'll before be back May. before May <laughs> and then we've got the amazing Monaco which I really cannot I'm wait so for I'm so excited because it's, it's a full track it's the full track and they've yeah. never done that it was usually just the, the half track which is very odd yes um, so we get to see the tunnel the chicane the the massive hairpin that's horrible so that'd be interesting to see them overtaking there so I'm very excited Mm -hmm. and we'll make our predictions after the next race in Valencia so uh, yeah thank you all for listening once again yes and we'll see you in the next uh, Green Gears podcast see you in the next one see you later 